Previously on Not My Forte, a super soft podcast. Who wants to play for now? <laughs> Jeez! <laughs> That's the milk of Christ! Go! Oh, God! <laughs> okay. We gotta move on. <laughs> Letter can he leave? Yes. And then we also, uh, yeah. Letter can he leave? Which is the one I gave up. This one actually, I, I took a lot of notes. I'm gonna not visit every one of my notes that I wrote down. But it, it's That's hard okay. because I wasn't, I wasn't even here. So. That's true. You weren't. You were gone. I know. And this is the swingers episode. Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird that we gave it to you and Nate, right? What one? To give you all. Yeah, but also, it would have been awkward, both of us covering it anyway. Yeah, not really. I guess not. No more awkward than me and Nate covering it. That's true. <laughs> like, I feel like the most awkward is you and Nate covering Actually, it. Actually, yeah, that probably was the most awkward option, but we had a blast doing it, so whatever. So, the Hicks attend a hot tub party at the McMurray's. The hockey players decide to do whatever it takes to get gains. Gains, bro. And again, it's called Letter Can You Leave, Season 4, Episode 5. And Wayne... Does a soft pass. A super soft pass. A super soft pass. Because he's going to HBO and a go. He's going to Hulu and screw. I forget the rest of that. Stream but and cream it. what was your favorite <laughs> one of the ones of... Because you, you liked that wordplay. I did enjoy that wordplay. And I think I told Nate that stream it and cream it won for me. <laughs> Just because I thought it was That's so upsetting. great. <laughs> <laughs> what was your favorite one? I liked, I, you didn't like HBO on a go, but I really did. I don't know why. Again, I think it was just Michelle's delivery, and this in no way condones any of her behavior this season. But <laughs> that's probably another reason I'm still so like, ah, I hate Katie, because she was good in this episode, but I didn't do this episode, so I wasn't in-depth, hardcore watching it, taking sense. notes and stuff. But she was really good in this episode. They talk about long-term relationships you can't just... Stay and watch TV and have sex. And I wrote down, Josh never has to worry about me pressuring him to go out. <laughs> so, Yeah, I'm pretty sure I wrote down something similar. I was like, Megan actually totally can just stay inside all the time. And then the whole first chunk, if I remember correctly, is just them showing up to the hot tub party. Yes. When they, I assume they talk Wayne into going. And we come in and we see the infamous Speedo. The leopard or the tiger skin Speedo? Yeah, I think, it, Speedo. I think it was. Was it leopard? I think it was leopard. It was a big cat print. That's all I know. Yes. And I just remember when I saw that, because I, I watched the episode after you and Nate had actually done your episode. And mm-hmm. I was just like, I'm never not going to see that. <laughs> And I had seen it before, but I, I guess I just had blacked it out of my mind or whatever. I was just right. like, that is so much. <laughs> it's so funny. I mean, and he's got his little tiny kimono and, and such. Her bathing suit's super cute. I wrote that down. And they've got the spread of That looks stuff. like a pretty decent spread, too. It's I'm not all, a huge Oyster fan. Because I wrote down some of the stuff, and we don't have to go into Again, I'm going to try not to cover it like it's my first time watching the episode. But it looked like all aphrodisiac foods. Because th- yeah. I've heard, I don't know, like, you hear 
asparagus and oysters and there was something else. Was there, it strawberries? It was. I think it was black cherries. Black cherries. But the stuff when I first saw it, I thought, oh, they've got like sexy foods or sex foods. whatever. <laughs> All the sex foods. All the sex foods, you know. <laughs> but so I thought they were kind of leaning into that. Hey, we're polyamorous or whatever mm-hmm. it is. You kind of get that vibe right off the bat. I feel like none of them wanted to be there. It's like they said yes, mm-hmm. went, and then realized they didn't want to be there Well, because they were like, it's, I think the, in, in their head they were just, I mean, they just want to like chill in the hot tub and have friends over. And they immediately were like, oh. With the lifestyle. With the lifestyle. Oh, the lifestyle. Squirrely damn. Mm-hmm. Uh, the lifestyle. So the whole first part is them saying, don't worry, we've got swimsuits and such for you. Mm-hmm. And then you hear Gail and Glenn yeah. are there. And I'm like, we are in for a wild ride. <laughs> <laughs> and you see they're like, they're all having drinks and such. And Glenn drops his, this, this is the first drop, yeah, I believe. The of, first drop. Of all. And God bless Jacob Tierney because he drops his olive into this human soup <laughs> and then he gets it back out and puts it in his mouth yep commitment to the character commitment to the character so granted he does yell cut and spit it out immediately but... well he's the director so i'm assuming that <laughs> i mean that's his job he has to be the one to yell cut right but he's also probably super grossed out yeah I would be too. Ah, gross, 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 gross. <laughs> I don't like all those anyway. Riley and Jonesy are, they've hit a plateau at the gym. I hate that too. I've not been to the gym in a while. Same. But, you know, I used to go off and on. And then once you get to the point where you're going, you're just kind of like going through the motions. You really hit a plateau if you're not yeah. pushing yourself constantly. And your body kind of gets used to what you're doing. Right. And I, I do hate hitting a plateau. So I know, I know that struggle. What do you think if they're free poses in front of the mirror it's fine but there is a point in which they're doing free poses and just riley's whole ass is just out of his shorts it's the best the bottom of his shorts it's the best he's not so funny they're just way hiked up there and uh, it's just so off-putting for me. I don't know why. It's just like as soon as as soon as it like gets to that one camera angle, I'll just like Riley's ass. That's, that's all that I can picture. And right it's, now. Only and it's only towards the very end where it's like it wasn't that way, and then he was like, "I'm gonna start free posing again," and he goes all the way for it. And I, it's, it's just, just one ass cheek. It's just one. It's the right cheek. <laughs> I have to imagine Jacob was like, we're thinking about doing this. Would one of you do this? And Dylan was like, hand me. up me. I got you, boss. I am here for that. Let's it's do it. so funny. So, DP, <laughs> keep doing what you're doing. Keep so, doing what you're doing, it, it cracked me up. <laughs> <laughs> but they decide they're going to have to do a half cycle to get some gains. Rip a quick half cycle, buddy. They're terrified of coach. I love when Jonesy's like, Coach is already texting saying how the game's going, boys. Saying what? Saying how the game's going, boys. I don't know. I thought that was such a strange thing. It was almost like someone was supposed to cut that out, but didn't. Unless yeah. you can explain to me. I mean, it was kind of it was kind of funny because it was so out of nowhere. It just, yeah, it was like so non sequitur that it just, I don't know. It made It made so much sense in the moment for to stay in the shot but yeah i was disappointed in riley though 
Yeah. Because he was the one pushing to do the drugs. You can't cheat to win, buddy. So, Wayne never gets in. Wayne never even thinks about hitting the hot side. It's like he... I don't even know if he pretends like he's going to. He's just like, okay, that's not happening. So... He's outside. Tana shows up to the party. This is her first instance of like hardcore, I'm flirting with you. I am only here to flirt with you, even though I know you have a girl. Like, she just straight is like, this is why I'm here. Mm -hmm. She says, I'm here for you, boo. Yeah. And then he calls her out. Calls her a rat. Calls her a rat, which I was like, "Mm, yeah. But I mean, that's true. She shouldn't have been doing that. So she's just like, ooh, harsh. and But still friendly. Yeah. And then she's like, we'll come back to this later. And she dips out. You know, we have a really big library on the res tour. Really into nerdy girls. I can show you my spine label if you show me your hardcover. Anna. How's your beer, big brother? I'd have a beer. So... They're all down having their conversations, and you can tell that the McMurrays are, like, slowly pushing the conversation. Pushing the conversation. Well, not really slowly. I mean, they jump in pretty hot. They do, what, Never Have I Ever? They play Never Have I Ever. Katie jumps out after that, because they ask about... They don't even do it correctly, because Mrs. McMurray says when they don't address it and then mr mcmurray says one right after and then they do it at like you're supposed to go a person at a time yeah well she says it and that's when katie is like oh going to zero 60 i take it and none of them drink except for mrs mcmurray who said never have i ever done this and then she's like but i'm gonna drink and then mr mcmurray says well never have i ever whatever and then he drinks his whole martini yeah. while looking Katie in the eye. <laughs> and then she's like, okay, I'm out of yeah. here. When you need a beer or something like that. How's like, your beer? How's your beer? I'd have a beer. <laughs> and she dips out, so they're down one. Mm-hmm. And they're outside and they kind of start talking about how are we going to get out of this situation. Yep. Guess what? 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 This may very well call for the old Irish goodbye. Guess What? 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 This very well may call for the old Turkish takeoff. Guess what? What? This very well may call for the old Tokyo sayonara. Maybe this calls for... No! What? Maybe this calls for the letter Katie leave. No. Maybe it's time we pulls a Brexit. Shh! Guess what? What? It very well may be time to pull the Singapore scram. What was your favorite leave maneuver that they discussed this whole time? Out of the whole episode? The whole thing. Uh, probably the Turkish takeoff. What's that? That's where you uh, hire a helicopter and a rope ladder. I thought that was... No, that was where you pull the fire exit and you and leave with leave a friend. A, leave, leave with a stranger. stranger. <laughs> I like the Tokyo Sayonara where... <laughs> you just say goodbye to the cat. You only say goodbye because that is... Where's that cat? <laughs> My favorite kind of goodbye is Irish. So... Yeah, I definitely got to agree there. It's so easy to Irish goodbye. Not in the South. Gosh, in the South, you're telling people goodbye for an hour, and then you got to start all over because it's been so long. Well, yeah, but that's if you're telling people goodbye. The Irish goodbye is that you don't tell anyone goodbye. I you know, just leave. But in the South, that's not really much of a thing. Like, normally, you have to acknowledge. I like to pull a show up late 
leave a little bit early. You'd be you'd be proud of me though. This weekend you were gone. Oh, I know. And I was the last one to leave. I think. Not only were you the last one to leave, you were the one of the, you were the one of the last few awake. Yeah. It was pretty much you and Ryan. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, me and JD and uh, see, I'm really great at one-on-one conversation. Like if you get me in a one-on-one conversation. At a party, I'll get you in like some existential conversations real quick. <laughs> and me and JD were having this big blown conversation, and finally it was like, "Hey, everyone's going to bed. <laughs> we should probably, we should probably like, leave. we should probably all leave." I mean, Ryan wasn't going to bed anytime soon, but he no. was the only one. Everyone else, like Delina, had left, and your brother and sister had gone to bed. But. I am so, I mean, I am probably socialed out for another month now. Like that That's was okay. my that my tank was like at three fourths and now I'm back down to empty. So you probably won't <laughs> see no one's gonna see me for a month. Now. Hey, and that's okay. And I did it without you, which means like that's a double, so maybe I get two months off. I don't hey, know. Whatever you whatever you need, babe. I am gonna Tokyo Sonara. Oh. What's the one with the helicopter? I am going to Ooh, are you sure that's not the Turkish takeoff? Yeah, it's not the Turkish takeoff. There's the Tokyo Sayonara, the Turkish takeoff, the French exit. Tokyo Sayonara. Irish goodbye. Where can he leave? Which is a two four and glass door, which I don't understand. Can you explain that to me? You grab a two by four (laughs) and walk through a plate glass door. That's excessive. And so let her can he leave. I wrote down what the furda is that? <laughs> what the furda is a two four? That was my questions when I first was looking up for this episode. Singapore scram. That's what it is. But anyway, before we get too deep into this, the Moomarys just keep losing people left and right. Surprisingly, Dan is the last of the Hicks to figure it out. As worldly as he is, and like. As connected. As sexually open-minded as Daniel is. Yeah. Which I kind of had that thought in my mind. I was like, well, maybe Dan might be the last one standing because he's fine with it. And then it turns out he just had no clue. And then he finds out what the lifestyle is. (laughs) (laughs) I wrote down, because everyone else at this point, like everyone else, they got out and they said, hey, Dan, trying to get your attention because you're obviously not getting it. But before that happened, just like right before that happens, the McMurrays do this weird, what do they call it? Fire drill thing where they just, they get, they open the screen door, do a lap and go back inside. I said, what was this McMurray fire drill that just happened? Yeah, I had no clue. Me and Nate both, like, I remember what they said and what they did, but it made no sense. They just kind of came out and he's like, I'll get more Marg mix. He's like, I'll get more whatever mix. So strange. So strange, indeed. The guys that go to Stewart, obviously, because that's where you go to get drugs. Apparently, mm-hmm. they go find Stewart, and Stewart is asking them what they're there to get, and then he says, "You better not be here to get pot," <laughs> which I thought was like kind of funny because <laughs> what if they are? <laughs> and maybe he thinks that's beneath him. Probably. I'd say they only deal in the hard stuff. No, they're there for Jim Candy. They're there for the anti-hero. For juice. A-bombs. <laughs> Anti-heroes are a good one. I, I like really that. enjoyed that. I would never do steroids because I don't 
feel like it fits my personality to do steroids. <laughs> but I feel so bad. Okay, this is the scene, though, that they said, the guys say, we're just going to do a half cycle. And Stuart says, you have to ride that train all the way to the station. Choo, choo. <laughs> and that made me so uncomfortable. I loved it. But I did enjoy it. It was a very, I mean, uh, it was acted so well. It really was. But I felt uncomfortable. No. In the best way possible. Everything about that scene was just great for me. Choo, choo. <laughs> do, do Jennifer Coolidge saying choo, choo. Choo, choo. <laughs> God. <laughs> Stop. Stop. <laughs> okay, I'm done. <laughs> anyway, Dan figures it out. Yep. Once Dan leaves, they've they've narrowed it down. And then there were four. Mm-hmm. They finish up karaoke. They gotta get their one round of karaoke that's only in Chinese, which I really wanna know what they were singing. I kinda don't. <laughs> I could have Googled it, but I was like, ah, it's just so bad. <laughs> Voice of an angel. Honestly, Mrs. McMurray did not have a bad singing voice. I just love that's what Glenn said. <laughs> voice of like, an angel. Voice of an angel. Am I right? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and then Gail, like, I feel like Gail knew from the jump. Yeah. She starts, ta- she's like, all right, enough of this. She starts taking off her earrings mm-hmm. because she's ready and she's explaining her stipulations mm-hmm. for this, which are... Gosh, this Lisa Cotterington, you don't see her a lot this season, but man, she's killing it. She really does nail it. Just absolutely <laughs> hammer it home. She's like, and none of this unless I ask for it. And I will ask for it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, she's so funny. She's so funny. <laughs> she's like, once we start, it's recommended that you do not look, look me, me in the, in the eye. eye. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, Just she nails it. A plus plus. She nails it. Stuart finds out he sold the guys the wrong drugs when they have already left because this chick accidentally gets a bottle of Roy's. A bottle of Roy's. Which, by the way, Darian hands Stuart out of his mouth. Yes. What? That's gross. <laughs> <laughs> and the guys are at the gym. They're, I guess, hyper focused. Or hyperactive because I don't know. I've never, I've never had to take Ritalin. No, neither. I feel like they have a lot of energy, but they're super hyper focused. I guess that's what you do. I, I assume that's how people take it to study better. So they aren't getting pumped up to lift weights, but they do have nonstop focus, and they're listing out all these things they need to do. So they decide to come up with the most comprehensive workout plan. It's ever, insane. Ever there was. It's that full chalkboard. Yes, and they said they need a bigger chalkboard <laughs> at the end of it. I, I wrote down the days, and so Friday's cardio day, so they're doing cardio day, boys. Friday, cardio day. Saturday, babes day. Nice. Sunday is agility. Monday's back day. Tuesday's leg day. Wednesday's chest day. Thursday's arm day. Wow. And on there, they also have the square root of FERTA. Did not notice that the first time through. Yeah. How about it? In the background, there's also a sign for the letter Kenny MMA. That says, learn how to take a guy down. Yeah. (laughs) It's the secret of taking down a man. That's what it is. (laughs) And my last 
note for all this because really just everyone ends up leaving. Dan catches on. They all leave. Glenn figures out what's going on. Mm-hmm. He was like, oh, Lord. Oh, <laughs> y'all are polyamorous. Outside of wedlock. That's a sin. <laughs> I got a skedaddle. <laughs> At the end, Rosie and Wayne decide Lil Crave and Misbehave. Lil Crave and Misbehave. And that's it for that episode. Nice. So, last but not least, and I feel like this is in my brain completely because... I watched. We just watched it. We did Great Day for Thunder Bay. Is this the one we had to do twice, actually? This is the one we had to do twice because we started it and then realized it's way too late. Yeah. We have to do this a different day. <laughs> and speaking of that, like, it's my bedtime right now, so I might I might be slowly dying. That's okay. But it's not. We can do it. We can power through. But it's not. Okay. You can power through that sort of thing. <laughs> Great Day for Thunder Bay. The Bay Brothers return home for hay. And all of Letterkenny wants to be the one to throw them a party. And I have no notes, so I feel weird. I have nothing to hold. I'll just hold this. Just hold your paper. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> just hold it like that the whole time. It's not a secret. This one's not my favorite. It's not your favorite either. You know what I can... Yeah, okay. <laughs> so what are you saying here, Toolsy? <laughs> what are you saying, Toolsy? Well, I don't know. Why would you give away your finale? That's really, like, all I have to say about that, too. Like, why would you give away your finale? It kind of feels like it's just completely non-sequitur from the rest of the season anyway. It does feel strange. And I don't know if it's because they're trying to work these two cameos in Mm -hmm. or what. I don't know if that's the reason. Because also, it's like a weird, random excuse to put Angie at the end of the episode, That is a thought I had on the way home. How super rude... Of I don't care how famous you are, how super rude to come to a supposedly good friend who throws you a party every time you come to town, their house, with their ex-girlfriend, after you've had sex with their ex-girlfriend, so rude. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Which even made it weirder now, because everybody turns to look at Wayne when Angie gets out anyway. And yeah. I just thought it was because Angie was there. But no, it's because they just had sex with Angie. And it was Wayne's idea to throw them the party at the farm. I even, and I might have been thinking about this too much today, but my thought was, are they, did they even do hay today? Because supposedly their parents couldn't find them all day, so they weren't with them all day. I mean, at least up until the point... Riley and Jonesy get made to go do yeah. chores for these two dudes. I feel like Riley and Jonesy did the hay for Hudson and James. Yes. While these guys were off hanging out with chicks all day. And not that I don't like these guys. I mean, I don't know. But it's just yeah. like they supposedly, quote unquote, came home to do hay. And Riley and Jonesy did, I'm going to say, most of it for them. If not all of it. Because their parents didn't know where they were. They didn't talk to anybody else. And Mm -hmm. then they just, like, roll up late to their own party with all these girls. I don't know. I just, like, maybe I'm being cynical because I don't know. But it was such a great opportunity to have a party and have that camaraderie. And I think because the emphasis was on these cameos, it felt disjointed. For me, personally, I love Tannis in this. She was on point with all of her dialogue. It was so funny. It was 
I mean, like, I hate, again, the context of which she's, like, trying to get this guy who's in a relationship to focus on her, her. and cheat, basically. But she was funny with Katie, <laughs> and she looked great this whole time. She was funny, and she was funny with Wayne. I mean, yeah. my favorite part was when Katie is talking to these the two res guys, Ty and... Ty and Zach. Zach, which... They were little cuties, and <laughs> she was like, "Do you want to see the pig? Do you want to go see the pig?" And Tannis is like, "Solid opening," <laughs> <laughs> because like seriously, Katie, you're being weird. super weird, being super weird and awkward for as used to this world as you are. Yeah. What are your thoughts on it? It was a weird non sequitur episode. It was a weird season finale because the McMurrays weren't even there. It almost felt not. It almost felt like the talent show could have been the more season finale i agree this very much these two episodes great david thunder bay and the talent show could have flipped spots and not only made just as much sense but i guess the only reason they they put it in that order is because that's the cl- the quote-unquote cliffhanger oh because, yeah that's the wayne tannis uh, yeah but i feel like they could have worked that into the talent show somehow just as easily Wayne could have looked back to the back of Modine's too, as they were all doing the line dance, and Tannis could have been standing in the doorway. Yeah. She could have thrown out her cigarette, said, did the whole, like, come to me, head nod, and he could have walked out there. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I feel, it just felt off to me. Yeah. I, I loved the sports center bit. Oh, I, yeah. I, I loved, was it Tulsi and... Tulsi and uh, Onright, Jay. Jay and Dan. They were hilarious. I appreciated them. I like the word play in the episode. Normally, sometimes that gets on my nerves. I mm-hmm. I enjoyed it here. I liked the, the usage of the word yerp. Yerp? Yerp. Yerp, yerp! And... I just overall don't have much to say about the episode. Yeah, I mean, it is the one that we did the most recently, so I feel like if we cover it the least on this episode, it kind of makes sense because yeah. it literally just came out last week. So. And it pro- I was going to say, and it probably feels like I've watched it to death, too, just because yeah. we literally did it twice. So we got a fourth of the way through that episode and... And just had to... Just, like, we could tell we weren't feeling it and just started over. Yeah. Uh, which is... I mean, it's a. I guess it's a nice option to have when you can tell that you're too tired or like it's just not working. So we started over, and I do think our last episode did great. I think it did. Yeah, I think it did wonderfully. But uh, one thing that was in this that you really liked was the story. This was the story one, right, Johnny Cash? Oh God, yeah. So when, maybe you liked it more than you thought you did. I liked that part of the whole episode, which was almost its own separate deal. Yeah, and in episode three i feel like it was more like 60 40 or 80 20 like to dislike and yeah. this one was like 25 75 like yeah. i loved the cold open and the rest of the episode was meh next thing you know in walks the rat pack with chuck berry and the beach boys who hadn't broken yet but were making a name for themselves as california street toughs guess what all good buddies with elvis no he's a goner gotta be think again uncle eddie gets a tap on his shoulder voice says to him he says hey kid need a hand guess who you heard Johnny Cash? Because also they had like the stupid names, Mike Check, Art and MacBook. Yeah. Thai Food, Zach Russell Terrier, like Sam and Ella. It was, that was, it was fine to me. It didn't bother me. Yeah. 
It didn't like super bother me either, but I was just like, okay, we get it. These names are quirky, but that could just be me. They might come to the res, and you might come too. <laughs> and that she just had great one-liners this whole episode. It was perfect. She really did. I, I mean, Tannis carried the team. Tannis was the hard carry this season, for sure. Trying but... to sneak a sunrise past a rooster, Tannis? <laughs> You're the one stuck between a cock and a hard place. <laughs> I just... <laughs> Throw me on a spit and rotate. <laughs> Man, <laughs> Don't she threaten just... me with a good time. She had golden... She had very, very good dialogue this episode. She so really did. I will say that's the highlight. I liked Dylan Playfair's little under-the-breath stuff mm-hmm. where... <laughs> Jim Furta. That sucks, boys. <laughs> <laughs> and... Not going to do the pants, but get the beer, though. <laughs> Just those things were really, really good. But yeah. overall, what what would you rate this one? This episode? Yeah. I want to say, I'll give it like a five and a half. Because it was fine. Yes. That's me. I Like, I could. And it could have been lower if not for the cold it open. a six, maybe a five and a half. Yeah. I'm between those two. It, it It's fine. It's not a fluff book. But it's definitely not the season three finale. Or the season two finale, for that matter. Yeah. I have nothing more to say about it. It's Like you said, it's almost like... I guess it does end the stories, kind of. But it almost is unnecessary. Is that weird? Is that... It's not like it's unnecessary. It was just more... It, it felt was, so it just out of felt place. so out of place. Yeah. It felt like it was in the wrong spot. I completely agreed. Anyway, I don't have anything else to say. And I have no notes, so. All right. So I have one more. One more thing? One more question for you. Yep. Of the entire season, favorite rant this season? This season? I honestly. Between Sneezes Christ or on the golf course oh easily sneezes okay favorite garbage can kick talent show or golf course i a little bit like the talent show one better just because i find it hilarious that he has a trash can guy in the wings always he has his tra- he has a travel trash can a baby <laughs> travel tra- he sa- he goes yes bring it and he brings it up there and he kicks it and then he's like sneeze the day. <laughs> it adds to it. Yeah. I don't know. I would I almost like that one better. What do you, what are your thoughts? I think I like the talent show rant better, but I like the golf course trash can well, he just demolished. because he completely obliterates that trash can. Yes. I mean Pieces like, fly. little pieces of that yeah. left. They're littering all over the place in that episode. They really are. There's glass and plastic everywhere. <laughs> okay. Easter. Mm-hmm. It's Easter, and it's Derry's turn to hide the eggs. This is... Sorry. This is a super hard Easter. It's the holiday episode for the season, according to Hulu, which we all know that it's incorrect. So, yeah. sorry about it. This is the one that Kayla jumped in and she did with me when josh was on vocal rest and just because we miss kayla and we wanted her back so and let me just say this was i mean even more thinking about it is it is probably my favorite episode it is good on almost all levels i could see that i mean i don't like you know that wayne's a poopy pants this whole episode he is and that's a bummer that's a super bummer but we get to see a side of mcmurray that's not savagely sexual (laughs) Because the last time we saw McMurray, 
was in a savagely sexual manner at a swinger party. Yeah. And this one, he just, man, I love doing crossword puzzles and riddles. and. I like their awkward, they're trying to talk, but they can't talk. But they want to say the same thing. Yeah. And then it won't talk. And then it won't talk. <laughs> I feel like we'll be best friends We're going to be best friends. We're best friends. <laughs> Do we just become best friends? I love his unwarranted optimism. <laughs> I, it makes my it makes me a little sad because it makes me a little sad too. But like McMurray's piece, Murda. so <laughs> I I this one was also edited very strangely. Me and Kayla kind of touched on it. Okay, it felt like the guy who played McMurray was only available for a certain time, or there was like scheduling conflicts or some sort of weird reshooting happening. Beca- just because why were Wayne and McMurray inside by themselves on it, like in such weird succession? Yeah. No, that that tracks. That is kind of weird. And again, I, I guess I could look it up, or maybe if ever I get the chance to do an interview mm-hmm. with Jacob Tierney, <laughs> which is coming down the line. I doubt it, but that'd be that'd be so great. I'm sure he'll do like a Reddit AMA at some point again. He was phenomenal in this episode. He was great. He was so funny. Riley and Jones, I think, gosh, I mean, it's like our main players were all really great in this episode. Mm-hmm. Dan was hilarious. Derry shined. Wayne was kind of a poopy pants. Katie didn't piss me off. Yeah. Glenn got his moment. And McMurray was fine. Like, I didn't super need him there. I could have done with him there a couple scenes less. You know what I mean? Yeah, it fair. was fine that he was there. Mm-hmm. But I didn't need him the whole time. Right. So... And then Stuart, I almost keep forgetting about Stuart this season. Yeah, that's fair. I feel like he's kind of, he is a big old poopy pants this episode too, though. This season, he's not been super And great. even watching back, because I, you know, I was watching that episode again today, he calls <clears throat> Rold completely useless at one point. And I'm just like, dude, he's trying his hardest to be your only friend that's still around. And you're just like, Ferda, you, man. He is your best. I'm gonna go brood, <laughs> friend. Yeah, like what's that about? It's terrible. Sometimes it's easier to be the meanest to the people you love. I mean, I guess, but it felt completely unwarranted. I know, because Rawl is literally the best person. He just wants to see Stuart happy. Yeah. For once in his miserable freaking life. But have you heard the story of Easter? You know, I don't believe I have. What is this Easter story you speak of? Well, according. Daniel, the wind, no last name. It was a long time ago, and Jesus invited his friends to his house for dinner. And he said, hey, why don't you guys hide these chocolate eggs before the Romans come? And Judas, would you mind feeding my pet rabbit? Amen. Outstanding. I just love that he ends with an amen. Outstanding. And what a clear, concise, lovely story of Easter I didn't. I learned things. We think we all learned and grew I a little think, bit. I think we've all learned something today. Also, shouts out to Dan for just still having the mouse trap on his finger, <laughs> like it doesn't freaking hurt, like a son of a bitch probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, it was funny. Just, just overall, Kate. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Katie did good. Derry was so excited. He had. He committed with the ears. He was there. With the most beautiful eggs. Bright and early making those eggs. Yes. Can I also say this episode opened like an episode of Dexter? Did it? Just weird artistic shots and weird music playing in the background. Like kind of weirdly positive music. I've never seen Dexter. 
Oh, it's so good. Mm-hmm. But I, if I remember correctly, <clears throat> I looked back, and I, I think this is the only one without a Wayne cold open. I think so. So. I think you were right when you said that the first time with Kayla. But yeah, I would say of the holiday episodes, this one's probably my favorite. Yeah. I think we're losing steam, everybody. Well, it is almost... It's actually not even it's super late. It's your bedtime. Past my bedtime, y'all. <laughs> but... Anyway, we're gonna. So anyway, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up. We're gonna wrap up. You all know how hard this Easter was. It was most. It was super I, hard. I loved Glenn. He was born to play Jesus. He's born to play. And Riley and Jonesy were born to be Spartan Roman to be centurions. Spartan Roman centurions. What's that? And for whatever reason, Stuart deserved his zombie Jesus. But actually, Rawl deserved to give him that happiness. And Rawl deserves better. He does deserve better. Riley and Jonesy a little bit do, too. I remember when Kayla and I were talking about it, they just were used. It felt like, oh, you all have alcohol? We're going to follow you guys, even though we don't invite you to do anything or know your name or we're never nice to you or all of us break up with you. It's just not very nice. So not very nice to Riley and Jonesy. But, you know, I feel like they'll get... Justice for Rald. Justice for Riley and Jonesy. And... Amen. Amen. I like it. So thoughts on the whole season overall. What's your rating? I would have probably scored it higher before listening to season three wrap up. And man, looking back, sorry y'all, because that audio was rough. It was all Godiva's fault. But well, you know. I, I don't know that I... Did, did we give it like a 1 to 10 score? Do you mm-hmm. remember last time? I wish I remembered what I gave season 3. You gave season 3 like a 7.5 or an 8. Okay. If if I'm saying season 3 is an 8, I'm going to give this season a 6. Yes. Hmm. 6. Okay. And... It's not a bad six. It's just not a good six. It's just not worthy of a six and a half or yeah. a seven. So what do you give it overall? It's difficult for me because I was able to just watch and enjoy the first few episodes. Yeah. Before I had to jump in and be editor mode. So I'm going to kind of handicap my score a little bit and give the season overall a seven even though there were clear episodes i didn't super enjoy i feel like i was still able to enjoy those episodes more than had i had to take notes on them so i'll give the episode i'll give this i'll give the season a seven this is strange for me because i always maybe because i'm tired maybe Maybe. i'm like maybe this is a tired six but it's it's like a full energy seven i don't know yeah but it's definitely lower than season three, and here's hoping season five. We'll be back with you all next week, but... We do have another Watch the Scoop, though. What's the scoop? Well, here's the scoop, and I'm going to tell you. Baby Franzi. <gasps> y'all, I meant, to, I meant to plug that up front. I meant to... I guess well, it's we did not, the first time. <laughs> it's, not previ- it's not previously on, but... Yeah. I guess this is the first episode since you all can be told live... That Amber's had her baby, and so we've got a baby Franzi, little Persephone. Got a little baby Franzi, just hanging out 
waiting to do an episode of her own. So, <laughs> so, so well, congrats to Amber and Nate. Welcome to the team, baby. Welcome to Franzi. the team. Welcome to the world. And Amber, we miss you, and I hope you and baby girl are doing good and healthy. And we can't wait for you to be back. Actually, I have another. I have a what's the scoop? Oh, okay. Just really quick. Well, what's the scoop? Rose Battle Canada aired its first episode on October 11th, and it is airing, I think, every whatever October 11th is per week. <laughs> it was a Monday. It aired last Monday. So, so it aired again so tonight. There's two, yeah, yeah, so there's another one coming out tonight. So just be on the lookout for that because K-Trev's on there as a judge, and it's supposed to be really hilarious. I'm going to try to find a way to watch it in the States. It is on CTV. I think it's great. Probably. Yeah. All right, y'all. We'll see you next time. See you next time. Jesus Christ! Now I sneeze or screw! Thanks again for listening to Not My Forte, a super soft podcast. Information is pulled for this episode from letterkenny.fandom.com, as well as Megan and Josh's notes. Music for these episodes is provided by Mark Wallach, and that song is called Rattle and Shake. If you have any questions about this episode or any comments or insights on this episode or future episodes, feel free to email us at casualjosh0 at gmail.com. That's casualjosh, the number zero, at gmail.com. And remember to put not my forte in the subject line.